If you're ready to take your destiny into your own hands, you've come to the right place. This is The Bulletproof Entrepreneur, featuring interviews with the most exciting and amazing entrepreneur. Here's your host, Chi Odogu. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the show today. If you love what you hear on today's episode of the podcast, go to iTunes and leave a review and a comment. It helps other great listeners like yourself find the show. And of course, you can always find more episodes of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast at www.odogwu.com. And without further ado, on with the show. Hello? Yes. All right, good. We're good to go. And in three, two, one. Hey everyone, happy Valentine's Day 2014, February 14. Uh, I said 2014. <laughs> 2018, February 14 is Valentine's Day. I have the distinctive pleasure of hosting the sexy boss herself, Heather Havenwood of Havenwood Worldwide. So let me just give you a brief in- intro to Heather and then she'll talk a little bit about herself and we'll get rocking and rolling with the interview. Heather was named one of the top 50 must-follow women in the Huffington Post. She's built marketing businesses and online businesses since 1999. So that's like almost 17, 18 years she's been in this online game. She started her business in 20, 2000, another business in 2006. And within 18 months, it grew to $1 million in sales. Of course... Heather is not bulletproof in about 2007. You know, she went through a very difficult time financially and business-wise. She lost everything and had to fight her way back to becoming the success that she is today. She's the author of her book titled Sexy Boss, and it just helps her book is basically the story of her life, as well as her sharing how to help women and basically anyone that needs it, how to take control and take charge of your life and get yourself on the path to success. She hosts her own podcast titled The Win. And I mean, she does she does a lot. She has a supplement company. She has a um, uh, publishing company, inf- information product, and just a whole lot of stuff. So I'm pleased to have her on the show today to tell us a little bit about herself, her business, her background, and everything that she's going that she has going on in her life, as well as since it's Valentine's Day, you know, we're going to have some, some Valentine advice for those of you out there that are trying to go get dates. If you're single or if you're, if you're in a relationship, you know, she's going to teach you how to be a sexy boss in your relationship. <laughs> so with that said, Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy Valentine's. Happy Chief. Valentine's to you. How's it going? Good. Thank you for having, spending time with me on my Valentine's oh, Day. It's I my pleasure. That. My pleasure. So where are you? Where are you right now? I'm in Austin, Texas. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm in Austin, Texas. I'm I'm born, raised Texas girl, but lived all over. Yeah, Austin's not that great today. It's not that beautiful, but that's okay. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) A lot of fun. So So thanks for having me. This is gonna be a ton of fun. Um, I've learned in the green room what we were talking earlier. I call mm -hmm. the green room that um, the name of bulletproof in your native language is Asishu. (laughs) <laughs> Ode- I messed it up. Odeshi. Odeshu. Man, I'm so out of game. Okay, Odeshu. 
Audacious boss. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love that, that you shared that with me. I love learning new languages. I'm not that great at languages, but I do love learning, you know, words that mean something in other languages. So thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. So I told everyone a little bit about you, Hella. So let's, let's, let's hear it from you yourself. You know, tell us a little bit about your origin story, how you became the sexy boss. Uh, you know, it wasn't always like that. Um, yeah. So I grew up in Texas, in Houston, Texas, and I was kind of bred and bre- bred, breed to just get an MRS degree, which means just mm-hmm. get married with babies. And I didn't really understand that because that's not really what I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. that was what I was kind of told to do. And then I, uh, I didn't do that, but I was, I started my career in corporate America mm. at the very young age of 25. Yeah. And when I walked into, and I'm sharing this story because it's really important. When I walked into the corporate job, I was young. I was 25. I didn't have my degree yet. Mm-hmm. And as the, the hiring manager said to me, you're super cute. So you should be customer service. And I said, no, I want to learn sales. Mm. Cause I didn't know that the power, the power of sales, I didn't know that the, if you want to go anywhere in life, you got to learn sales. And I said, no, I want to be in sales. And he kind of smirked at me and laughed Mm -hmm. and said, that's adorable because I was applying for a B2B outside sales job. And I was 25 and the average B2B sales person was a man over 40. Mm. He was very much like, that's cute. You're adorable. Like a little doll, you know? And I ended up actually getting the job because his boss was a woman and she said, like, give her a shot. Like, what's the worst can happen? We'll throw in customer services. She's to make it right. So, um, I actually ended up being there for a year. And my last year I was there, which in B2B sales is a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, four years for B2B outside sales, commission jobs like that, big, big telecom companies in Dallas, four years was considered senior, you yeah. know? And so my last year I was there, I was actually number one in the country. Oh, wow. Yeah. At the very young age, 28, 29, this is 1999, 2000, mm-hmm. right? At 11 and doing very well. And then I got fired. And here's the wow. critical piece. Like I got the like pat on the head. Congratulations. You've done very well. And they gave me obviously my money, mm-hmm. but then they said you're booted out. And I didn't really understand what was happening because in my view, I was taught, right. Go work for a big company, make them money. Mm-hmm. They give you little, we're all happy. Yeah. They take care of you. Right. They take care of me. I take care of them. We're all kumbaya. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that wasn't happening. I was super confused. And so here's this moment. This is the moment. I feel like entrepreneurship finds the person. Mm. People don't find entrepreneurship. And yeah. it's because I think it's entrepreneurship is kind of like a tapping. It finds the people that is supposed to be. Every person I know is a successful entrepreneur has some crazy story yeah. of had started in some weird business or career and now mm-hmm. they're an entrepreneur. Or like one of my dear friends, he was a cop. I'm like, you're a, you're a cop? No way. You're, a cop. you're like crazy. You know, so he's like, I was a cop. Like, there's no way you're a cop. So, but, but that's what happens. They yeah. start somewhere and then like, I think they find their path. And that's what happened to me. I'm just going to tell you this one piece. So I'm sitting there on my friend's couch. I just gotten fired about mm-hmm. six months later. I don't have a job. All my friends are telling me, just go get another corporate job. You know, I'm like, I don't want, yeah. I don't want to do that. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, yeah. but I didn't want that. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense, right? And yeah. so I'm sitting there on my friend's couch, and her husband at the time, brand new husband, is like flipping the channel. He goes to get a beer, and it stops on infomercial. Okay. And, you know, it's like, come to our seminar tomorrow at 1 o'clock. 
Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll be there. Because all the infomercial said she was, do you want to own your life? Do you want to make more money? money? And I'm like, yeah, whatever that is, I'm, I'm there. Right. Yeah. So I get there. I'm sitting in my seat one o'clock. I'm by myself. I'm like 28 years old, single. And of course, they're doing this whole presentation. They sell, they're selling me into a $3,000 program, mm. right? I'm like, I don't have that cash. I don't have the credit, actually. And then they said the magic words for your spouse, it's a thousand. And I'm mm. like, yeah. So I nudged the stranger next to me. Yeah. Bob, Joe, Bobby, no clue what his name is. And I'm like, hey, can I be your spouse? And he's like, sure. Sure. (laughs) So we go to the back of the room. He drops three grand, right? I drop a K, different credit cards, different last names, different addresses, no ring. I'm totally lying. Mm. People happily took my money, though, in the back of the room. They're like, we're happily to take your $1,000. So what happened is, is the people running the event were like, you're different. You're a hustler. Yeah. you lied. We're happy to take your money, but like, you got something. something like you're different. Yeah. I ended up working for that company and traveling the country, doing events and seminars, learning the art of direct response marketing. Wow. All the way from one to two thousand five, six, seven. I did over four hundred and fifty events across the country. Yeah. That's how I became an entrepreneur. Nice. And I also see that in your book, um, the foreword was written by Joe Sugarman. So I yes. have to tell you the story. Like when I was leaving New York to go start. A business, an e-commerce business in Africa. I knew that one thing I needed to learn was sales, so I bought a ton of books. And um, one of the books was Joe Sugarman's um, "Triggers and Advertising Secrets of the Written Word." So I don't know. I don't know if uh, many That's people. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. If, yeah, a lot of people might not know this book, but trust me, if you get this book and you go through it word for word and just do the exercise, man, it'll it'll teach you a whole new way to communicate and be more persuasive in whatever you're doing. Because in Africa, usually we lose power because it just works that way. Power comes, power goes. And when I find myself bored, no TV, nothing to do, no internet, I just get the book, I read the book, practice, you know. And I think one... I don't know if it's his book, but I know somebody else mentioned, you know, you, you learn copywriting by actually absorbing the great copy of other people. So you look yeah. for other people's um, examples and then you start writing it out by hand. So I yeah. don't write it out by hand and I got Joe's stuff. I got uh, Gary Halbert's, a lot of people's stuff. And, and, you know, when you start using these things, you never know when they express themselves. It could come out in, like we're speaking right now in podcasting with you being able to present yourself persuasively and me asking questions persuasively to write in a sales letter to making a yeah. video so it's 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 a great skill for anyone to learn at any stage just because the applications are so varied and it's it's such a what i call it a high value skill that is underutilized no not underutilized but underestimated by many people you know um what's really interesting about that is i did an event with joe sugar it was me and joe sugarman mm. And in 2013 in Vegas, it was Joe Sugarman, John Carlton, Joe Polish, John Benson, and myself. Yeah. Profound. Profound. And what's interesting about that event, if you don't know who who we're talking about, we're talking about premier grade A, you know, some people that were missing were Dan Kennedy and Gary Halbert, who's no longer here on this planet. Those people that were really missing were those guys, I yeah. think. I mean, they were just profound. And then, of course, other copywriters came to the event. So mm. we had other, I mean, top-grade copywriters within themselves were there, too. Harlan, nice. Kevin, you know, so because they want to see their teachers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the room was full of copywriters, and they, they, it's called Success Magnet Seminar, and it's .com. Mm-hmm. And 
still buy the DVDs today. And it's, it was such a profound because I kept telling people the reason I was doing the event was because I think the number one skill set all entrepreneurs have to learn is copywriting, Yeah. right? You don't understand copywriting or understand how to do it or create it. Mm-hmm. You really have no idea what you're doing as a business owner. And I right. say that in the most truly loving way possible. Yeah. So triggers, um, I actually, if you go to my website, Sexy mm-hmm. Boss Inc., and you opt in, mm-hmm. the bonus, the, the thank you basically is my book and the, uh, I think it's, 10 audios of Joe Sugarman talking about triggers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so someone interviewed, it wasn't me. Someone Mm. interviewed him on all of the triggers or 30. Mm -hmm. So they did an audio of each 30 triggers of him each one. And it was just super profound. So I actually had those audios at sexybossinc.com. Not trying to throw it in. No, 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 no. no. I wanted to kind of, well, no, that's my gift. Yeah to people because I think it's truly the number one skill set on the planet you need to learn. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. Yeah. So moving from yeah. that, you know, you, you travel with this company, you work with them and then yeah. how did you transition from that into launching your own business and making a million dollars in, is it 12 months or 18 months, well, something so like there that? Was, so there's two, there's okay. 2006 was zero to a million dollars in one year and yeah. 12 months and then I did it again in 2015, 16 okay. with a oh, company. Wow. Austin zero to a 1.5 in 18 months. Once you learn the art of understanding how to launch businesses, Mm -hmm. you can get in again. Now, both of those businesses are still in existence and Mm -hmm. they're still viable, but I had business partners on both and both of them now own those businesses have been passed on to them. So Mm. please understand that's what's happening. Right. So, but I was there from the inception and I am a driver. Yeah. My, uh, verb in life is I drive. Therefore I am. Hmm. I learned that from Alex Mendozian. It's something that if you learn, when you learn your verb, meaning hmm. it's kind of something you already do. Do, okay. But truly aware of it, you can see through your life why you've done what you've done. done. And I'm yeah. a driver. I'm a person that takes something, literally, and just drives it up the mountain. Hmm. I'm not good at a plateauing thing. So hmm. when it gets into what I call ongoing management mm-hmm. and operations, I mm-hmm. get really bored with mm, that. Yeah. I pass that the on detail. and in, right? Yeah. I'm like, there's no fun here. We're yeah. like going 10 miles an hour in a yeah. straight line, you know? So yeah. I'm a driver. So clients come to me when either a, they're on a plateau and they want to drive again, or they're stuck okay. somewhere and they're not getting up the mountain. That's where I come in. Yeah. So to answer your question, um, when I started traveling the country mm-hmm. doing an event, I was learning copywriting. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So copywriting, and when we, I was going to city by city by city, to give you an idea, city by city by city, and we'd walk into a room, right, of strangers, and we had 90 minutes to mm-hmm. present to them whatever and extract $3,000 out of their pocket. You have to learn quickly the art of no like trust persuasion influence mm-hmm. quickly if not we ate ramen noodles that yeah. night sometimes we got to have ruth chris <laughs> ruth chris steak yeah like ramen noodles you know so we had to learn as a team mm-hmm. the speaker and the three people in the back how to quickly create this experience okay they do that now online a lot but imagine walking to a room of a hundred strangers yeah Thinking to yourself, 
to eat tonight, I got to extract $3,000 out of 15% of people. And mm. I don't know anything about them Yeah. at all. I don't know. All I can see is their faces and make judgments based on their faces, what, they, what they're wearing, which mm-hmm. is necessary. As you know, a book, you know, you can't really judge someone by what they're wearing. You yeah. really have no idea yeah. how successful they are, if they have money in the bank by mm-hmm. what they're they look like. So we had to like, let all that go mm-hmm. and figure out a way to sell. So I learned that. And so in 2005, I had a, a client come to me and say, Hey, I teach people how to buy and sell houses. I do this really well. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it a long time, but I don't know how to market the information. Mm. So they came to me and I said, okay, well you do that thing really well. That's cool. That's stay there. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I call his message. Yeah. And I market it. And there's three levels. There's media, market, message. Message, yeah. I work with, you have a message. It's not my job to say. What your message is. is, Right? Your widget is your message. And then how do I get your message out to the the media, the marketplace? Now, I might alter your message, Mm -hmm. how it's packaged, but I'm not going to alter the content. It's not my job to ever do that. Yeah. So I market it. And so we went from zero to a million dollars in one year mm-hmm. it did very well. Now, how I ended up in bankruptcy and foreclosure is because he's a bad business partner <laughs> mm-hmm. and he took every, he just emptied all the bank accounts and took the business and just kind of oh. left dry. And so wow. he's still today. Uh, that's honestly not on him. That's because I didn't, here's my lesson, right? Mm-hmm. I always think it happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, actually everything happens for a best. Sorry. And part of that best was I learned how to legally take care of myself and mm. how to lawyer and how to say, Hey, great idea. Let's get lawyers involved. involved. Entrepreneurs, we want to go really fast. Mm-hmm. And as business people, you've got to go slow it slow. down. Yeah. So that's what I learned from that, from that situation. situation. And you just worked at getting the lessons from that incident, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 so what was your, frame of mind like in that situation because i mean you were rocking and knowing making a lot of money all of a sudden you have the rug pulled from under you and then you're you're, you're penniless you're broke so to speak for a year plus like, I what? yeah yeah <laughs> you you were you were broke nothing you know how how did that hit you in like your psyche in your soul and what 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 did it take for you to like come back to the position where you're like you know what i have to overcome this and i have to move forward took a lot. I'm not, you know, going back, it's challenging to talk about. It's yeah. not something that I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of it now. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was going through the process, a friend of mine, Alex Madozian called me and said, one day you're going to write a book about this. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I yelled at him and said some four letter cuss words to him. <laughs> and I was like, pretty much uh, hell no. But yeah. I said it more succinctly um, because I was really ashamed. Yeah process and what was happening. Cause in my world I was smart. Yeah. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. Why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. I've been surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs and millionaires for six years, seven years. How is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Smarter than this. There's all that stuff that happens. And then there's a the shame and then the guilt and then the victimization, all mm-hmm. these different feelings. It was a, it was a challenging, I would say way more than challenging time. Yeah. It changed my, changed me. Yeah. It changed me and who I am and how I present to the world. But they, and I ended up living on people's couches and you find out who your friends are and mm-hmm. you find who really aren't your friends. Yeah. Um, you find out a lot about yourself when you go through something, um, a catastrophe mm-hmm. for everything. Every entrepreneur I've come across successful has had something 
similar. Now, yeah. if I've been my situation, it could have been an accident, it could have been a divorce, it mm-hmm. could have been a child's death. I mean, there's been everyone I know has had some Some. kind of disaster and their life that changed them. Gary Halbert, he went to jail. I mean, changed. I I think I call it the inciting incident that actually brings you to the tipping point of where you need to turn your life around. Yeah. Yeah, And I I did turn my life around from a view, from a different place where Mm. before I was thrown into working for this company and traveling the country and it was just kind of this, wow, this is cool. You know, to uh, who the hell am I? What yeah. am I doing here? What what happened? You know, yeah. and you had to. I had to dig deep for me mm-hmm. and figure out who am I? Like really, who am I? And I we're talking on February fourteenth here, two thousand eighteen. So I have to just acknowledge something that I think this is such a great piece. Last night, Sean White won the Olympic, yeah, right, yeah. the gold. And I watched him, I watched him and I was like so teared up because the reason I was so teared up with him, one, he's just phenomenal person. You know, four months ago, he had a huge accident. He had a huge accident on his face. Wow. And he talked about how he had to really look at himself. And and then the four years before this, the winner of the Soshi, he didn't, didn't win. Mm -hmm. And it was devastating. He talks a lot about like, he had to really look at who am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? And so he had to really dig deep. And he talked about how he's glad it all happened because it's got him to a better place and who he is. And it's stronger. You can see Mm -hmm. that. And I, I feel like when he won the gold, he won the gold for himself, but he won the gold for every person, including myself that Mm. has those moments of like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I on this path? This is crazy. Mm -hmm. Why am I, building this business. I should just go get a job. Yeah, like what, yeah. what am I doing here? You know, it's, it's these moments where you just go, what is that? What's my dream? Why am I making going through all this pain mm-hmm. and seeing Sean just when it just, I mean, I started crying for him because mm-hmm. I just felt the relief of like, it was worth it. Yeah. And I, that's where I think I found my piece was what I finally got who I am as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I moved to Austin and started companies. <laughs> nice. It's a core piece. Like he had to get to for himself, and I'm I'm making this up. I didn't hear this, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. guessing. Yeah. He get who he was as an athlete and who mm-hmm. he is as an Olympian. Like it's just who he is. He breathes yeah. it. He had to get to that core piece of himself. Yeah. And for me, I had to get to that for myself as uh, who I am as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And. I th- and uh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, and I was just going to say, I think from what you're saying right, right now, that's where you got the chapter of finding your fire, which was in your book, yeah. because basically you were coming from a place of brokenness and pain. And then, you know, you have to ignite that fire that says, you know, what, no matter what is obstructing my view, no matter what is keeping me down, the fire, once the fire is lit, I just have to keep it burning and just keep going. There's, there's that, there's that. And then the other piece I just kind of keep going back to, which is probably the most profound piece of when you get who you are mm. and I keep going back to that because it's a spiritual quest. Mm. Um, I, I think of Michael Jordan right now just yeah. because he, who he got at some point in his life, 
who he is as an athlete. Yeah. It didn't matter if he was playing basketball and then he went to baseball or something and then he went to like golf. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter the game he was playing. Mm. And so when I got to who I was as an entrepreneur. And by the way, when I got that, when I got that, like what I mean by got like spiritually, energetically, physically, when I got that, I was sitting on a beach broke, mm. broke, right? Like broke to broke. I got, <laughs> I got like, if somebody homeless came up to me and be like, I don't know, you probably got more than me. Like, I got nothing. Yeah. So how do you get who you are when you're sitting there without the thing? Mm. Yeah, mm. Sean White got who he is as an Olympian before he ever got to, to you know. The Olympic uh, medal. Yeah, he, before. So you have to get who you are first. So then I moved to Austin and thought, well, who I am as an entrepreneur, hmm. I'm not a tree I can move, mm-hmm. which is key piece. That's a That's a – Life lesson that one of my amazing mentors told me, you're not a tree, you can move. Yeah. Then um, go surround yourself with other entrepreneurs. And if I'm an entrepreneur, then what you do as entrepreneurs, you do what? You create commerce, you yeah. create business, you create. And it doesn't matter if it works, fails, works, fails, works, fails, works. You're not attached. To the See, thing. Right. Mm. So even if Sean White didn't win, I'm clear if he did not win gold, he still would have been at peace. Yeah. You can tell. Like at the moment, he was like, I'm at peace no matter what happens. Mm. You know, who I am is still an Olympian yeah. and who I am is still an athlete. And mm. it didn't matter. And it happened. Mm. So I think that's the key piece, I think, that all entrepreneurs get to at some level along their journey. Mm. Well, no, that, that's very profound. It's, it's, it's basically saying that no matter what the outcome is, you know what? I'm, yeah. st- I'm, still, I'm still the man. I'm still the sexy boss. I'm still the Olympian. Yeah. I'm still the doctor. Even, even though you get sued for my practice, you're, you're still you, you know? Whoever your internal construct is, whoever your, your soul or your spirit, whatever you want to call it, whoever that person is, is what you will always be regardless. Like, it, it takes me to... I remember, like, during the 2008-2009 recession in the U.S., I was in grad school at the time, and then we were watching on CNBC, and I think this was in Singapore or one of those places, and they were talking to one of the richest men there because he had a lot of his net worth tied in the U.S. in in investments. And then everything crashed, and so the reporter goes to meet him, and he's playing golf on the golf course, and they're like, dude, you just lost, like, 50% of your net worth or something. Why are you on the golf course? And the guy was like, it's no big deal. I knew what I did to make the billion or whatever. I'm not going to go cry because I lost everything in one day. I knew what I did to make it. I'll, I'll just do the same thing and then I'll make it. And he's still the richest man now. I'll never forget that. So it's, it's, That's it's really good. It's the same thing. It's yeah. like he knew who he was. Yeah. And so, okay, that one failed. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I built like three businesses since 2000, when I got here, 2009, Th- 10. And 30 businesses? Three. Okay, three. Not 30. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do 30. Um, but uh, I now work with companies all the time and, mm. and help me build theirs. And so I mm. feel like I'm in 30. Yeah. Um, but I think when I, what I would say, what he happened is he got who he was. And when yeah. you know how to create money once or create whatever you want to do to get and get again, mm-hmm. you know, I think of Sean White again. I remember they were showing his progression. I think the first time he ever won gold, you could see in his face, he was like shocked, yeah. you know, like I did that. Whoa. You know, mm-hmm. but then the next time he was like, yeah, I was determined. And then the next time he didn't. Mm-hmm. And then this time it was like, he is here. He's clear how to do yeah. this. You got this, you know, and I think that's what you become a master at your thing, yeah. whatever it is. And so the, 
the the lesson of you're not a tree I can move. I mean, you you experienced that. You yeah. told me in the green room you moved, but just to get to give it another context, if you want to be on Wall Street, you want to be a Wall Street broker, you go to New York. Yeah. You don't try to do that from Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you want to be an actor and actress right here in the states, you go to L.A. or Atlanta right now. That's mm-hmm. where it's hot. You don't try to do that from Podunk, North Dakota. Yeah, or Lynchburg, yeah. Virginia. <laughs> or Virginia. Yeah, you yeah. move. If you want to be in politics, you move to D.C. Yeah. My point is, is that if you want something, sometimes you've got to move yourself, mm-hmm. literally, physically mm-hmm. and intellectually and mindset. Like, okay, I'm not going to go try to become a Wall Street broker mm-hmm. sitting in Austin, Texas. Now, mm-hmm. clearly, there are some here. But they're probably not as successful the ones in New York. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So go surround yourself with other people until then you want to leave or until then you figure it out or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And that's a key piece. And then I remember even there's one more thing. So I remember uh, yesterday again listening to the Olympians, Olympic, and every single person that was from different cities and countries, Japan and New York and all these, you know, whatever, Canada, they, they always would say, you know, so and so is representing Canada mm-hmm. or Japan. But they reside in, and all of them resided in Colorado. Wow. Why? Because that's what training is. Surrounded by their people. They're surrounded by the culture. They're sur- they're in the half pipe with these guys. Mm-hmm. But they're representing different countries. Ah. But where they live, Breckenridge, right? Yeah. Because so the, you have to surround so, yourself with like minds. Yeah. You yeah. got yeah, to be around the people. Uh-huh. So hope that helps. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Nice segue to... Um, what you're doing now in your coaching business, because I know your yeah. business is kind of targeted to women. So tell us a little bit more about how you help your coaching clients achieve their goals in terms of like, so there, was, I, there was something here you said, I, before I forget that, you said uh, you're a master of the art of launching. So let's, let's, let's tie that into your coaching practice. Master of art of launching. <laughs> I'm still going to grab that. I am, yeah. but I've never heard someone else say it about yeah. me, but it's true. I love yeah. launching. Yeah. I like launching. Um, first of all, sixty percent of my clients are men. Really? Yeah. Well, that's men interesting. Like me, yeah. and a lot of that's because I'm really straight. Yeah. And I'm direct, but I'm loving, you know. Yeah. So, um, I think they like that. But sixty percent of my clients are men, mm-hmm. and I've always worked with men. Actually, yeah. I've only recently started focusing on women, mainly because it's just truly a, a passion of mine, and um, I desire for women to. Mm. Uh, have their own business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more just me empowering more women. Yes. But fifty percent of my clients are men. I would, if I had to really look at probably a little bit more than that. Oh, okay. Right. So, um, that's fine. That's fine. I'm no, just, no, no, no. no right? because reading the book, sexy boss, I knew the, the perspective you were coming at it. So yeah. I thought that's where you, the business was focused. It, it, it is, yeah. it is, but I have a lot, I have majority of my clients are men. Yes. And of course you can't say no because, you're basically the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're the guru. You know they want to get the knowledge from. Like a thirsty man will get water from wherever he needs to get water. Yeah. I mean, so. there's there's a way to market specifically, and mm-hmm. then the, the then there's the clients. You yeah. know, so like I said, um, most of the clients I have are men. Yeah. But I'm also like a supporter of women. Yeah. You know. Of course. Um, so that's why. That's why. Mm. But majority of my clients are men. Um. So anyway, the. Sexy Boss, the intention behind that book was to share my personal story and to get it out. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Alex Majosian one day said you would say it one day, and I'm like, no, no. But Sexy Boss was me kind of coming out party of like, mm. hey, this, 
I'm shameful mm-hmm. of this, but here's what I learned. Yeah. And then kind of, it was a lethargic process for mm-hmm. me, that book. Um, it was also really telling Joe Sugarman's the one who came up with the name. He came up with the subtitle. Mm-hmm. It was like, you need to really support women in entrepreneurship. And I said, okay. So that's kind of how it all came to be. Yeah. Um, and I give credit where credit is due, which yeah. is definitely Joe. But honestly, what I do now is I work with clients that come to me and say, hey, I have a message. And I think I know where my market is. Mm-hmm. And I got some medium going, but I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Most of my clients already have something going. They're like usually between uh, 600,000 to 1.5. And then mm-hmm. I take them up. I have a couple of clients that come to me. And they're like, I just got an idea. Fine. That's not a problem. Um, where it really works is when they've tried to launch something and mm-hmm. they've got gotten and then I can really take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. So and there's three that three levels, message market media. You know, um mm-hmm. what happens a lot today, and I see this a lot, people come to me and go, hey, these people want to sell me this big huge package to create a funnel for me on Facebook. And I'm like, that's really sexy and that's really great. But let's talk about that because I don't think you're ready for that. Here's why. Your message is not clear. Mm-hmm. Your product is not clear. And you haven't tried to get it into – you haven't tried to sell it in other locations yet to mm. really make sure that the data you give the Facebook people is right. right. If not, you're just throwing money at the door. I mean, mm-hmm. you might as well just come to my house and just give me some cash for no reason. Yeah. Like that's, that's what you're doing. You're Seriously. giving more cash for no reason. So you've got to make sure before you start throwing money out media, which is a media buy, mm-hmm. uh, that you're clear. Um, I'm constantly having people go, no, you're not ready. You got to pull back. You got to be clear mm-hmm. before you start writing checks to people because Zuckerberg will be happy to take Taking your money, money. Yeah. and they, he will not return it. And the Facebook uh, funnel guys will be happy to build your funnel and there's no guarantee. So you've got to start thinking through that process. Mm. And I've been doing this for 15 years and I've seen the brands that work and see the brands that don't and see, I have all this data Mm -hmm. that I then provide for my coaching clients. And that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I know you do too. Yeah. Nice. Nice. No, I I love that. And uh, I have somewhere in my notes. Okay, yes. So moving from from that now, we're talking about, you know, I did some research on you. I read your book. I looked at uh, social media. We're we're connected. I also tried to listen to some of your podcast interviews, and I saw that you have been on over 100. It was literally... 300. 300. Yeah. Been over 300. Well, in iTunes, am I only show 100? Yes. They take the, sometimes the shows go away. Yeah, I think it's seven, 17, 17 rules by six. So, yeah, it was yeah. somewhere in there. <laughs> uh, that's also the 300 includes summits, includes YouTube channels, yes. and includes um, real radio, terrestrial radio. They don't always put them on social. Mm. So, that includes everything. Okay. I've rocked approximately 300 since June of 2015. Man, that, that, honestly speaking, if I could say anything about you, I'd just say you have, you're like Miss Hustle or something. You're like <laughs> the, the woman of action. <laughs> you know, I, you know, people ask me that all the time. And part of it is I never say no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I learned from you too. You know, I think no matter where people are at, yeah. I learned from them. I mean, I just yeah. said something. Some for a woman yesterday and she was like oh my god i can't believe it's you and i'm like 
why would I not add value to you? Yeah. Why would I not add value to your listeners? I, I'm not prejudiced there. You yeah. know, if you, I want to add value to whomever. Why would I restrict myself? I think lots of times speakers in general mm-hmm. get very picky. Like, well, I want to make sure that I'm going to at least listen to 10,000 people or something like that. I'm like, mm. why? You never know who's listening. Yeah. You never know who's your, your information is going to touch their heart and yeah. change their life. So I'm not picky, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not picky and people, you know, some people say that's not a good, but I don't know. I just want to make sure that I add value. And I always ask myself this question before I do any, and I do say no to people. There's, mm-hmm. I definitely do say no. Um, that says, does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Mm-hmm. And if it adds clarity to me, then it'll add clarity to you. And yeah. if it adds clarity to you and me, then it's add, it's going to add clarity to someone, someone else that's listening. That's a positive. Yeah. That's positive karma, I call it, in the world. And that will come back over time. And that's fine. You know, so uh, that's why. So I've been over 300 podcasts. There have been some times I've said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's you. Uh, but I just like to be generous. Yes. Maybe I'm. No, I, I, and I love that because the karmic effect is basically, you, um, like in the Bible, it says somewhere that, you know, cast your bread on the water and then after many days, it'll come back to you and you don't even know who's who's going to give it to you. It's not the person you give it to. It's, it, it could come from like somebody listening to this, like, oh, I really like what she said with Chi here. You know, let me give her a call. Let's see if we can do some business together or let me recommend somebody to her to come and listen to this show and maybe they'll get something out of it because, I mean... What you put out in the world comes back to you, you know. So I had a woman who reached out to me. We're looking at coaching with her. She's so sweet. Um, she said that she listened to my. She was on her way home from something. Mm-hmm. She started to listen to. I was on someone else's podcast, and she doesn't remember either. And uh, she was listening to me on someone else's show, and she said that she was so like enamored by everything that was going on that she. <laughs> until she she just kept driving around the block until the podcast was over, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, thank you. I mean, I was like, wow, really? Yeah. She's like, yeah, it just struck me. Cause I, I felt you understood me. Mm. And it's like, yeah, I was, I'm just authentic. Yeah. Right. So, um, I just, I could see her like just driving around the, <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. the block. Right. Like I'm just going to keep driving. I don't want to go home yet. So, um, I think that's the power of podcasting and mm. summits and YouTube today that we can do that. Yeah. Love that. So what's got you <laughs> excited these days? I know you're, I saw on LinkedIn, you're now the VP of um, Bot Nation, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah. So what's, so what's got you excited about bots and bot marketing? So bots are super cool. I spoke at uh, Affiliate Summit. I'm going to be speaking at Affiliate Management Days in Vegas about okay. bots. And bots are super cool. I go on forever. But mm. basically... It's about Facebook chat bots and the future of that. Mm. You're going to see them. The, let me just give you the crux. So I think it, I have the graph. It's somewhere around early 2017, late 2016. If there's a graph between usability of Facebook mm-hmm. okay, and usability of Facebook Messenger, which the company Facebook looks at as two different apps. Yep. Okay. So if you look at that, it's more like this was Facebook Messenger way down here, and this mm-hmm. is Facebook, and it's crossed. Yeah, and so people are saying, like, I have this on my phone. I don't have Facebook mm-hmm. app. I don't really care who's what's happening in people's news feeds right now. Yeah. But I have Facebook Messenger. Same here. Open because that's a communication tool. tool. Yeah. 
Makes sense, right? Yeah. So that's happening more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, people are starting to use it as a communication tool. And so you're seeing this like weird cross. Mm-hmm. That's why Facebook Messenger is so important. So the Messenger app is open more, mm-hmm. email is open less. Mm-hmm. And so marketers are moving towards how can we get in front of the customer? Yeah. So it's Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And if it's, you look at, because um, I did some research a while back, if you look at Facebook's either 10K or 10Q, you can see like every quarter you can see the growth of the messenger bot and you can also read the analyst reports and the analyst calls and find out what Mark Zuckerberg and the team at Facebook are thinking about where where they're trying to get more clients from in terms right. of getting revenue for Facebook the business. So I think it was very clever for them to split the two off. Yeah, they totally split it off. And so uh, about a year and a half ago, the Facebook team, whatever, asked the question, you know, uh, uh, how do we become the the dominating factor in local business? Okay, yeah. so the next question around that was, well, let's open up our API to Facebook Messenger and see what happens. Because they didn't want to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So they said, well, we'll just what I call tap some people in Silicon Valley and they mm-hmm. can start businesses around it. And then they'll figure it out for us and then we'll buy one of them or something. Yeah. Sure, that's probably what they thought. Like, we don't want to figure it out. We'll just give them a new business, and then we'll buy them out. Um, and that's what happened. So now there's all these companies out there. There's many chat, chat, fuel, chat people, all these softwares mm-hmm. that have access to API to Facebook. And the, the point was basically, you guys go figure out how businesses are going to use this. And mm-hmm. that's where we're in. We're literally in where email was in, like, 1999. You know what I mean? Wow. Facebook is trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out. No one's figured it out yet. We're all just like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We just know the eyeballs are there. So yeah. that's why it's so important. It's so important. Yeah. Great. Great. I love that. And as we start to wind down the show, Heather, I know we've, yeah. we, we can we can talk a lot all day, but uh, it's coming up on the hour and I really just want to wrap it up so that you can get to your next appointment. So um, we've talked a lot about your background. We've talked a lot about your business. Now, in terms of... Okay, you know what? Forget about that. I'm, I was going to talk about in terms of the future and all that. Today is Valentine's Day, and I promise people <laughs> at the beginning of the show, we'll talk a little bit about Valentine. We'll talk a little bit about my encouragement, you know. So so give us some words of wisdom for those of us that are those people that are going to celebrate Valentine's Day. Because you know what? I typically wait a couple weeks to post this up, but I'm just going to post this today, right? You're going to post it today. Okay. As, soon, as soon as we're done. I'm going oh, to post good. This. I like that. <laughs> Uh, Valentine. First of all, I have to, cause I'm a marketer. So I have two levels of this. Yeah. First of all, as a marketer, <laughs> I want to, you know, point out to Hallmark, you know, you're brilliant. That's great, great job. Great job. Great job of creating an entire day, an entire holiday, uh, around buying stuff from your company. Yeah. I, that's all I have to say about that. Um, that's brilliant. The The next thing is like, Valentine's is a fun day. I mean, it's yeah. a fun day. I remember, you know, growing up and doing stuff. But I would say uh, I have a, um, a, I guess, a, I have a talk that I've done where I talk about all women are crazy. Just don't date women who are psycho. Mm. Don't date or marry a psycho is kind of call it, I call it. And what I would say to men who are listening, if you are, and women, that look, all women are cray-cray. We're all cray-cray. We're all cray cray, yeah. but there's a difference between cray cray and fun cray cray, yeah. and right. So psycho is like the one who'll take the knife and like slash your tires. Oh you know boy. what I'm saying? Yeah. And cray cray might just be a little screaming crazy and may throw a plate. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> 
I think that all women are a little cray cray. So, so uh, it, it doesn't grow from throwing the plates to slash your tires. <laughs> there's a big leap there, right? Yeah. There's a, <laughs> I mean, I've been known to maybe throw something across the room, not trying to hit them, just like throw it. But um, I would never like slash the tire. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would never slash the tire. That's a little, that's a little psycho. So I always tell men, um, it's okay to cray cray, mm. you know, but not psycho. Cause yeah. men, I used to teach men how to date women. I still do sometimes. And I always have men say, she's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, that, yeah. And like, we're all cray cray. Right. You might see me not right now, cray cray, but I got my cray cray going on. So I think every woman who's powerful and mm. has got energy has got a little sass to her, a little cray cray to her. Um, it's the psychos. You gotta be a little aware yeah. of, yeah. <laughs> You know, there's cray cray and then there's psycho. So I would say have fun tonight. You know, if you're single and I just, I, I'm just out of a relationship. I was engaged. So I'm single. Mm. If you're single, I would say love yourself and take care of yourself and do something for yourself and take a bath or go get a massage or do something for yourself. Mm. Love on yourself. It doesn't always have to be love as another person. Yeah. You know, love on yourself. That's a big one. As a sexy boss, here's what sexy boss means. Sexy boss means this. So sexy part, and this is for men and women. Sexy mm-hmm. means they own who they are in the feminine or masculine energy. Mm-hmm. They own that feminine and masculine energy within themselves. Yeah. And it's boss part. The boss part is they own all areas of their life. Mm-hmm. Financial, physical, mental, spiritual, right? They own all areas of their life. And it, I didn't, Joe Sugarman is the one that came up with the name. Yeah. However, this is what, what I'm preaching or talking about or communicating is out of the book, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill, chapter 12, sex transmutation. So, yeah. so it's not like I, I'm the first one to talk about it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that I've just, I've just renamed it. Sex transmutation chapter sounds really odd in today's world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Owning who you are sexually or the sexual energy is a better term or charismatic energy or something yeah. like that would be better. Chapter 12, Sex Transmutation, Think and Grow Rich. Go read that chapter. Great. Great. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's, 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 a wrap? that's a wrap. No, 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 no. It's not a wrap yet, but that's, that's okay. where we'll leave it today because, I mean, we're almost at the top of the hour. So, but before I let you go, I want you to tell us where people can find you, get your book, you know, reach out to you and contact you, connect with you on social media. Tell us a little bit about your podcast also, The Win, before you go. So that's, let's give us everything. I would love for you to check me out. You can go to heatherhavenwood.com, heatherhavenwood.com. Um, if you're interested in having a conversation with me and how I can take your business to the next level, mm-hmm. you can go to callwithheather.com and there's an opportunity just to get on the call with me. Mm-hmm. It'll be me mm-hmm. and have a conversation. And, uh, of course, my book is at sexybossinc.com mm-hmm. and on Amazon. Um, you know, my, my, the show The Wind's been so much fun. I'm on uh, 43 different radio stations across the country. Wow, um, so nice. I'm on AM, FM, um, approximately 30,000 listeners per week. Mm. Um, and I'm on Spotify, which is super cool, and yeah. iHeartRadio as well. So I'm everywhere. Yeah. And the show is really designed to bring in resources and people like yourself that are up to big things that want to share their story and, mm. and some tips and tricks to be a successful entrepreneur and how to win. Nice. I love it. All, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> so that, yeah. 
So that's it. We've reached the end of the show. Heather, it's been such a pleasure spending this one hour with you. I mean, I've really learned a ton. I'm sure everybody listening and watching this video has learned a ton. I wish you continued success in all your many, many ventures. And of course, should you write another book, Sexy Boss 2, I'd be more than happy to take a read and then interview you about what, what next you're up to. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. And we're done. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you love what you hear on today's episode of the podcast, go to iTunes and leave a review and a comment. It helps other great listeners like yourself find the show. And of course, you can always find more episodes of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast at www.odogwu.com.